Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined today by JP Ong, who has probably not packed for his vacation. Mm. I have, by the way. It's five t-shirts and two board shorts. <laughs> it's not. It's it's very easy it's when you're when you're a man. <laughs> we have a, a vacation next week. We're both not going to be here, but we just want to assure you that you are in good hands. You are going to have your Market View updates every day next week as you should. But it isn't the end of the day, so we're going to look at today right now. Although I have to admit, I'm not exactly excited about this. I mean, it's uh, I hate to, to give a uh, a parting gift this sour for markets. Mm-hmm. And mind you, Can we just say lackluster instead of sour? Um, I don't know. It's uh, Lackluster would be if you're down by about 0.1% or you're relatively flat, but you're seeing losses in Singapore of about, about 13.5 points, 0.4% lower so far today. And again, it's happening despite the fact that the rest of Asia is actually gaining. Mind you, on Wednesday, it was only the Straits Times Index and the ASX 200 in Sydney that actually gained ground, while the rest of Asia lost, uh, mm-hmm. actually closed in the red on Wednesday. So it seems a bit of a reverse, but the ASX 200 is still gaining ground so far today. They're up by about 0.4%. I think it's also because the odds of a possible rate cut Reserve Bank of Australia have gone up. Mm-hmm. They might follow uh, on the heels of the Bank of New Zealand, which did that 50 basis point right, the yesterday. other day. They did highlight that the case is there because they're worried about these trade wars. Mm-hmm. tensions hitting their economy and seem, and perhaps that decision from their from their neighbors across the strait over in Auckland was saying that, you know, we're going to cut rates by 50 base points. That might even embolden them to go even stronger. And thus you're seeing that the straits ta- that the ASX 200 is up by 0.4%. The New Zealand index continues to be one of the, if not the best performing markets in uh, equity market in the world. They're up by about 0.9% in today's session. They're still kind of getting a bit of that momentum from that 50 basis point cut the other day. And everyone's gaining ground. Even the Nikkei 225, which was pummeled mm. Mm-hmm. by that flight to safety to the yen, you're seeing them actually picking themselves up by, by, up by about 0.4%. The Hang Seng, which has had its fair share of turmoil and trouble sure. recently also, and they're also right smack in the middle of the trade war. Hong Kong stocks are up by about half a percent so far today. Shanghai and Shenzhen both actually gaining ground. I will have to say, though, that a lot of this positivity we're seeing is also because of those export figures that came out of China, and mm-hmm. they actually surprised. A lot of economists seem to have ruled out or counted out Chinese uh, trade figures and said that, you know, July, we're going to see a decline in exports, and China China went right ahead and said, you know, you might want to change those bets or take them back because export surprise, they actually re- registered a 3.3% growth in exports for the month of July. And uh, this is despite mounting U.S. trade pressure. Uh, and as we know, also at the end of at the end of those trade talks between uh, China and the U.S. Uh, a week ago, we saw the, uh, the, ra- the threat of rising tariffs on these Chinese goods. But despite that, they were able to weather the storm, actually. Imports uh, to China, though, fell by about 5.6%. And thus, we actually saw that, that China actually had a trade surplus of about 45 billion US uh, dollars in the month of July. So it beat analyst expectations also. And it's also signs perhaps China is starting to uh, see a recovery in its trade and manufacturing space. Mm -hmm. But uh, moving forward, of course, we're going to have to figure out if uh, these threats of new tariffs, if the escalating rhetoric between Beijing and Washington will uh, make this a one-time thing and if it might actually pull it back. So that's what's keeping markets a bit upbeat across the region. Also signs of China stabilizing the Chinese yuan. They did Mm -hmm 
mm-hmm. set it a touch above seven to the dollar. But then a lot of analysts and and market participants were expecting them to fix it at a lot of uh, at a much weaker rate. So mm-hmm. they, they're reading this as China is trying to bring stability to the markets, the forex space, and to equity markets. Despite that, though, the Straits Times Index is actually in the red, and we've seems that we've missed the boat. Maybe we overslept. I don't know. Maybe no. we've already started our very long weekend. It's very possible as well, and uh, you, you're seeing at the moment. But you know, by the looks of things, you're actually seeing quite a healthy amount of value turnover, although the, despite the fact that people are preparing for this long four-day weekend. Uh, we're seeing about 624 million Singapore dollars in total value turnover so far in the morning session. Um, the decliners or the, the losers have it today. There are about 175 stocks that are in the red, 151 in the green, but a lot of stocks that are really uh, pretty much trading unchanged. It's all favoring the losers today, though, and the blue chip index or the STI is down to 3,170 so far. That's interesting. I mean, okay, I, I can see that it is a very long weekend and we're also closed on Monday, mm-hmm. which it could be because of all the uncertainty, uh, be a good reason for people to get out of their positions on the long weekend. And maybe also get we'll a little bit of... We'll come back on Tuesday. Maybe even a little bit of spending money into the weekend. I don't know if that's yeah. possible. I mean, at the moment, we're also noticing that uh, one of the reasons we're down is also because a number of uh, some of the country's largest, most heavily weighted stocks on the STI are actually trading lower. For instance, Singtel, a bit of a no-brainer here. They're down mm-hmm. by 1.2% after they reported that their recent quarterly profits fell by a whopping 35%. And, uh, you know, a lot of analysts we spoke to before actually noted that they're seeing signs of a turnaround at Singtel, especially at some of their affiliates in India and, and, and other countries. Today, though, they actually said that this 35% slump was mostly because of continued losses at their associate out in India, Bharti Airtel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, the Indian telco space has always been called one of the most competitive and most cutthroat uh, telco industries in the world. So if you're going to go in there and actually try to compete or duke it out with some of the other players, be prepared to take on a couple of bruises, perhaps a couple of cuts. Barty Airtel has been really, has been one of those uh, elements that kind of make or break Singtel's uh, figures and just illustrate how important Barty Airtel is to Singtel's overall bottom line. They said that if you take out, if you strip out these losses from Barty Airtel, they would have seen net profits falling by just 3.4%. So yes, it still would have declined, Mm -hmm. but not by 35%. So you're talking about, um, you're talking about a 90% improvement in those net losses if they didn't see those, if they didn't see Barty Airtel bleed that much. Mm -hmm. So this is actually weighing on Singtel also. And keep in mind, there is the race to 5G. We are expecting a new competitor to come in a fourth telco in TPG to roll into Singapore sometime this year. There's a lot of, Singtel's got a lot of things they've got to fix or get an order under their house so far. And it also calls into question whether or not they can sustain this dividend they have, which is what's been drawing a lot of people to the banks, to the REITs, and to the telcos like Singtel. The fact that we're looking for dividends help buttress our positions heading into the trade war should it get even worse. Singtel is down by 1.2%. DBS is also down by about 0.6% in today's session. And when you take those two alongside Yang Zijiang's immense fall in today's session... Yeah, it, what it, was it, up with that? I mean, early trading, they were there was a lot of activity you know, on their you know, stock. Your guess is as good as mine. So Yang Zijiang has now asked for a trading hold. And rightfully so, because you're seeing the stock fall by a whopping 20% in today's session. Yang Zijiang is now down to $1.04 a mm-hmm. share. So we have talked about Yang Zijiang being very exposed to the trade war because they are a Chinese shipbuilder. So one, they're exposed to Chinese trade. And number two, they're also exposed to this U.S.-China tit for tat, this trade war that they seem to be having. We've sure. seen a lot of these shipbuilders around the world indicate that they're, they're seeing fewer orders, flat or even decreasing orders for new vessels. And since Yang Zichang's feeling the same thing, their last quarterly report also indicated that there were some signs of a slowdown in Yang Zichang and showing up in their bottom line. But does that really warrant 
a 20% decline. They, not in one day. They, yeah, not in one day. Because we've seen it actually decline by 3%, 2% mm-hmm. over the last couple of times. In fact, one of the last times that I had to go way back to look at when one of the last times we saw Yang Zichang fall by this much in one day, there was a day, I believe, in, in 2014 where the stock fell by as much as 11%. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as much as what we're seeing today, but it's still significant when something falls by that and much. And what caused that? Well, there were some allegations of misconduct also with regards to their chairman, uh, with regards to their chairman um, uh, out, out in China, which were refuted later on. But uh, And I'm not saying that maybe this is the case, but it seems that there were some issues. If you're looking for a reason for why a stock might pull back this much, this is the only thing. But again, we don't have any confirmation yet as to whether or not whether or not Yang Zhang is uh, coming this much. We're waiting for their response on the SGX. Because well, the they SGX have asked issued, for, a, for a halt um, pending an announcement. Pending an announcement, number one. And also because the SGX has also asked them, hey, can you explain to you? Are you aware of mm-hmm. anything that might have caused this movement? And until we get that... That's a loaded be, question, I'm afraid. It is. <laughs> but it's always... It's, it's the hard question that the SGX is tasked to ask whenever you see stocks move this way. Even when stocks go the other way and, and mm-hmm. gain by about 20%, 25%, they are obliged to at least say, hey, can you tell us if you know anything? And nine times out of 10, or about eight times out of 10, the answer usually is we're not aware of anything that's happening at, at the moment. But once in a while, they're able to say, oh, it's because of this particular that divestment sure. we made. Oh, yeah, we were about to tell you about this one thing, but I guess the stock moved early and we just want to confirm this is what's happening. It'll be very interesting to see, interesting to see what Yang Zichang says later on when or if they have anything, any new information that might be uh, pertinent to this movement to this particular move also so you know the 20% is big and I think this is what's really weighing they happen to also be the most heavily traded stock on the SGX today about 98.3 million Singapore dollars in total trades that's about a seventh of total value turnover going towards more than a seventh of total value turnover just devoted towards selling off on Yang Zichang shipbuilding today I think these are if you're looking for the three big reasons Singtel's disappointing earnings mm-hmm. you've got DBS uh, just uh, take deciding to take a step back despite the fact that EOB and OCBC are in the green and Yang Zichang shipbuilding really um, I seldom use this word also but the stock has is collapsing it's down by about 20% and perhaps this trading halt might be good for them to try to stem the tide and give them time to really come in and try to assuage investors or at least reveal any information that might be behind this particular decline and we're not entirely sure what that is but um, if we do uh, we'll, we'll try to break it out in prime time Well no prizes for assuming that JP will be on it for the rest of the day and one prime time comes on and he does have an update all that announcements that they're promising does come through. You'll hear about it on Money FM 89.3. What else can we look forward to today? So we're going to parse through these Chinese trade figures later on with Jeff Ung of Continuum Economics. Mm-hmm. So he has agreed to join us later at 4 o'clock to talk about these numbers. And it, again, it's uh, the, the question of the week really is why is 7 to the dollar so important for the Chinese yuan? What kind of risks will this bring mm-hmm. to, to the Chinese economy? Could there be blowback to Singapore? These are basically the questions we want to pose and try to get Jeff Ung to help us parse uh, through those particular um, items and elements. So we have another earnings release later on. UOL is set to release earnings sometime today. I believe it's going to be after markets close okay. and we'll wait for their report card. But I'm very interested in one particular release coming out of Hong Kong today and that's the MTR. So they're going to be releasing their earnings later mm-hmm. on. And as we know, the MTR, it, it's not been a picnic for them ever it's since all the been unrest. A target. They've been a target or, or they've also been um, they've been affected very much so because of riots, violence sure. at, the, at their subways, at their stations. And, uh, and a lot of this also happened towards the la- uh, started in the last half of June mm-hmm. so that it already fell into the second quarter and we'll see if that impacted their bottom line already and whether or not they have an outlook as to how this might impact their operations moving forward because right. the unrest at the moment in Hong Kong we don't know exactly which way it's going but it's definitely affecting a lot of businesses and the MTR might be one of those key yep. ones so uh, so we'll be waiting
waiting to see if they have any insight as to how that might affect uh, their performance moving forward and mm-hmm. if they have any contingency measures to try and buttress that. But again, when you're facing what unrest, what kind, exactly, what kind of contingencies can you really draw? I mean, it's a fair question to ask, but again, sure. it's, it's, it's all, a hard is answer. It, is it, it, might it be too much to ask from yeah. the MTR to try to come sure. with? Because this is, you're basically trying to contain a wildfire. So Yeah, no, that one seems to be a rather loaded question. I would feel sorry for anyone who would have to actually try to answer Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully they can release sometime before primetime ends. I'll be waiting with bated breath for see what the numbers are like, and we'll try to break them for our viewers, for our listeners later on. So definitely a lot to look forward to on the markets and for market movements with primetime and uh, with JP Ong. So he's got several hours left to go before he can go home and pack his five t-shirts and two board shorts. <laughs> and sunscreen, very important. <laughs> and, and, and sunscreen, the yeah. industrial variety. Yes. I, on the other hand, am here only until 4pm and then I'm off on vacation. What we're trying to tell you is next week, we are both not here, but Market View will continue. Uh, Jason Desmond will be hosting Market View along with uh, Workday Afternoon, and he'll have a host of analysts, including SK Selvan and Pang Ting uh, Yi, to come in and help to give you the information you need next week. So you are really very much in good hands on Money FM 89.3. This has been Market View with JP Ong. I'm Clarissa Montero. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.